You're listening to the Bleak and Review Podcast. Who is that? Quarantine quickies. Quarantine quickies. If you listen right now, it's like you're right here with me. Bleak and Review. It's the quarantine kickies. Post up on your couch and watch little Nikki take a load off and wash your hands. Because Kevin doesn't have a whole lot planned. It's quarantine quickies. Quarantine quickies. Don't go outside because it's gross and icky. Bleak and Review, Kevin Anderson is my name. Welcome to the show. I'll have you know, I usually do these intros in one take. This is take two because uh, I made so little sense in the first 10 seconds of the last attempt at doing this that I even I deemed it worthy of editing. Uh, I'm in a weird headspace right now. A uh, little bit stoned and just finished watching Waco on Netflix, uh, limited series on netflix about the branch davidians and david koresh and all that many of you may have seen it many of you may be like me and had no idea it existed until it came up on a podcast you did for unpops <laughs> many of you are like me you were on that podcast episode realized that sounded like an interesting show you'd want to watch and then you watched all of it in two days we're just we're the same i'm the everyman <laughs> yeah. fucking stupid i'm trying to trying to think of funny things because man i mean I don't know if you're familiar with American uh, FBI history, but uh, spoiler alert, that show does not end on a happy note. <laughs> it ends with uh, with the government killing a bunch of children with gas and uh, and feeling real feeling real uh, powerful about it. But Shea Wiggum, you know, he felt remorse, so it's okay. I just realized I actually did think for a second. I was like, oh, my God. I don't want to spoil it. And I really, the only thing that you probably didn't know is that Shea Wiggum is in it. So I didn't spoil it. I don't think I spoiled Waco for you. It's like, well, how, what happens at the end of extremely loud and incredibly close is the plane. Everything works out. That's, that's the nine 11 movie, right? <laughs> what happens at the end of flight 93? Unless it's some crazy Quentin Tarantino revisionist history. Oh, what if you know how Tarantino took down the Holocaust and took down slavery, you know, and like showed his revisionist history. What if he started doing that for like, uh, acts of terrorism by the government on its own people. Quentin Tarantino's 9-11 reimagined. I know that's a stretch to associate 9-11 with uh, Waco, but here we are. Rocked you like a hurricane. <laughs> the weirdest thing about watching Waco is that my neighbors have been, uh, my neighbor next door who plays the piano was practicing the theme song from Harry Potter the whole time. So I got to watch, you know, a bunch of, uh, David Koresh and his friends slowly asphyxiate or burn to death while, you know, I get some magical, the magical wizarding world of Harry Potter was playing in the background very loudly. Neighbors have been rocking out lately. I don't know what's going on. My upstairs neighbors, I don't know if they're doing jam sessions or what, because I'm seeing a bunch of people I don't recognize come through with instruments. And uh, the other day there was like some mandolin cover of Eye of the Tiger going on. I was like, cool, you're on Twitch, but you know... (laughs) Uh, or maybe you're making, maybe they're for TikTok. I don't know. They're, they seem to be of the tip, TikTok, TikTok age. Who knows, you know? But like, if you're going to break quarantine, you better do it to make content. Like, if you're out here just fucking around, experiencing human relationships like you did before lockdown, that I won't stand for. But if you're making dope ass memes and shit and like, you want to like, you know, yeah, fuck your mask. That's the thing in LA right now is there's supposed to, there's supposedly a, ultimatum that has been delivered. I haven't read the fine print of it, so maybe I've just been going off of misleading headlines, but uh, it's now apparently illegal to be outside at all without a mask on instead of just in stores and shit. Is it really a thing? And is it actually going to be enforced? That I can't answer. What I can tell you is that a bunch of people still don't wear them and nothing seems to be happening. So <laughs> it is It is a nice gesture, though. I appreciate the gesture. Ah. <sighs> I'm going to talk about something that isn't quarantine related. I don't know. I don't know what else there is. Well, I'm at my, I'm at my, uh, <laughs> I'm at my second mustache of quarantine. I guess that's still technically a quarantine thing. Cause this would never have happened if life was normal. I did one a few weeks ago that all grew back this time. I was like, yo, it's going to be way thicker and bushier now. And it's actually going to look like something and not, um, a creepy guy from an eighties porn is what the vibe I was giving off. Now I kind of just look like, I mean, if you check my Instagram, you can see this, but I pretty much look like Joaquin Phoenix in her, but if he was strung out on meth because my hair is all crazy, but I got out of the shower, my hair looked insane. I had this fucking mustache. I was like, well, I might as well 
you know, put this out as a quote unquote thirst trap. I don't think it's a thirst trap when you look like a fucking psycho, but you know, maybe that's what, uh, maybe that's what makes the chicks cream like grease lightning. Ooh, don't like that lyric. <laughs> Still don't care for that lyric from, from grease lightning. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think, I mean, I don't think I'm going to get too much crazier. I think I should do, I think next what I should do is like a handlebar mustache. Cause I almost did that, but then I cut a little bit too far with my razor and I was like, well, that's lost now. So we can't do it. So that'll be the next experiment. Cause Lord knows I'll have time to grow my beard back and fuck around like some kind of crazy ass wooly wooly idiot. Oh yeah. And I, uh, I guess the other thing I'll say before we go to our, um, actual episode here is I attended my first zoom comedy show, uh, after avoiding them for most of the pandemic, I, my friends, uh, and friends of the show, certainly Tom Goss, Anna Valenzuela and Nat Baymel were hosting their unrepresentables show on the zooms. And it was fun. It was cool. It was like doing a Google hangout, but people were more prepared to speak and it was actually a lot easier to understand everyone because no one was uh, (laughs) talking over everybody. Uh, it was pretty cool. They had a pretty good audience. Um, a lot of people muting their microphones because I don't know, I guess it's, is it part of like the, I want to be in the dark at a comedy club and not have anyone recognize that I'm laughing so I don't get picked on. I think that's maybe why the mics get muted on those. Or maybe it's just a thing of like, I'm going to do a bunch of hardcore drugs and I don't want anyone to hear or see me. So I'm going to turn off my camera (laughs) and turn off my mic, but I'm going to keep listening to your jokes and you just have to trust that I'm enjoying them. I do like that. I keep seeing the, the hot take pop up on social media of like zoom shows aren't real stand up. I actually saw some guy, I can't remember his fucking name. Who cares? Some like mid tier, like white guy comedian, like maybe, maybe has achieved a certain amount of success, but like, isn't someone that anyone would know. Uh, there's a lot of those. They all get Netflix specials. Maybe this guy has one who knows, but he's just like talking shit about zoom shows, but then immediately contradicted himself by saying, if you, if you're looking to be creative as a comedian, why don't you start a podcast? There's, there's not, it's like, it's like, you're going to talk shit about the art form of doing stand up, but just into a camera instead of on a stage. And then, and then say, well, we need more people doing podcasts. Like, this is barely a thing. Like, I, I can't believe I'm still doing this, but thank God I am because I think I would have completely lost it. And I think people should, you know, not be afraid to do whatever kind of content they want to do. You know, start your podcast, have fun with it. But to pick and choose between what I'm doing, which is quote unquote art right now, and then what people who are organizing Zoom shows are doing, which is art, but also takes a little more planning and preparation and is a lot more of a responsibility instead of just turning on your microphone and rambling about Waco like a fucking idiot. <laughs> I don't know. It's just some gatekeepery shit. You know, people are just like, let me, that's my least favorite thing about comedy and a thing that I, you know, it still pops up from time to time on social media, but I don't miss about being in the scene, quote unquote, in person is everyone's got to tell you every, and it's mostly dudes. Uh, I would say 90% dudes. There's probably some shitty women out there doing this too, but 90% dudes that know what real comedy is. And if you don't do the thing that they say is real comedy or their career arc or whatever it is, um, you're not an actual comedian and you can go fuck yourself. It's a very toxic attitude that I, I find adorable now. Actually, I used to get like, I used to be like persuaded by it when I first started and then I, and then I got kind of aggravated by it or annoyed by it. And now I just think it's so fucking cute whenever someone's like, yo, man, I, I'm important. I know. I know what the comedy's supposed to be like. Listen to me, mommy. Why don't you listen to me? Why are you doing what I'm not? Why are you not doing what I'm doing? It's like, yeah, man, you're just some fucking dude who's got like a pretty good 15 minutes about, you know, your bitch wife or whatever. <laughs> Uh, yeah, people, people need to chill out on that shit. I also, and as, uh, you may have heard if you're a Patreon subscriber, by the way, uh, well, I'll get to that in a second. I don't want to forget this thread. I was, I talked about this with John Fahey on this week's Patreon episode is the, uh, quarantine brain that is affecting people and heightening like you. And I think I actually talk about it with this episode's guest, Cindy Aravina a bit, uh, whatever you were before the pandemic you're just going to be heightened of that after like we're, you know, now that we're 50 something days in your personality from before 
you're not going to change for the better. You're only going to get more that. <laughs> so like you were, if you were kind of a crazy toxic male before this, uh, I wonder what a bunch of, uh, not having sex with Tinder dates and having to stay in your house with your thoughts is going to do make you kind and gentle. No, probably going to make you more toxic and more volatile. Uh, but also if you're, uh, uh, you know, the flip side of that is if you're a sensitive, uh, emotional boy, uh, before p- pandemic, turns out you're going to uh you're going to really uh exacerbate that and feel everything and be catatonically depressed sometimes and think everybody hates you or something and have a bunch of insane nonsensical thoughts so you really can't win all you can do is just uh you know walk outside breathe air uh get your blood moving do drugs if that's your jam in the fun drugs not the not the bummer drugs like fun drugs and we all know which ones those are. I don't even need to explain. <laughs> whatever, you're, whatever you think fun drugs are, I gave you the go-ahead to do it. <laughs> it's doing nothing and everything all at once. Uh, yeah, you just got to kind of hunker down. And I think it's going to be fine. You know, you got that eye of the tiger. It's the thrill of the fight. Rising up from the challenge of our rivals. Mandolin, full circle. Uh, by the way, I did mention the Bleak and Review Patreon earlier. I would like because I keep forgetting to do this on Friday, to give a shout out to some of uh, the Bleak and Review Patreons who are currently subscribed to some extent or the other. Uh, Not limited to people such as, let me just pull up the list here. Let's stall, stall, stall. Matthew Miner, Ian Leffingwell, Sarah Paul, Shiny Bobbles, Tanner Pierce, and Frederick D. Ooh, I saved this one for last because I knew I was going to botch it. Frederick D. Vlamnik? Vlamnik? Vlamnik. Probably didn't get it right once, but... Shout outs to you all. You're great people. Thank you for donating in a time when life has taken a lot from most. Oh, and a shout out to my mom. She's also a Patreon subscriber. I forgot to write her down. Hi, mom. It, we, it, she's probably just being supportive, you know, like like sh- signing up and then like being, I'm not going to listen to every episode that he puts out. Like he barely has things to say. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, thank you to all those Patreons. This is a fun episode. Uh, we've got some sponsored content coming up here in just a moment from good boy Nadav Fleischer. You know him. He was on this show many times. Uh, Nadav Fleischer was kind enough to send over some ad copy that I, I, I put together here. And then after after that, folks, you won't believe it. The aforementioned Cindy Aravina is on the podcast. You know her, former member of the Brouhaha podcast, Unpop's mainstay, hilarious stand-up comedian. Um, we sat down and had a nice chat about symbiosis, <laughs> mental health. And I mean, you know, we're hitting a lot of the same topics in these because there's not a lot else going on other than like, if you wanted to hear 40 minutes of me talking to my friends about what shows they've been watching, which we probably get into also, but you know, the, 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 the big things on everyone's mind is uh, how the fuck are you making this normal? And I think that, you know, getting different perspectives on it is great. And uh, Cindy's a delight. You'll enjoy this. So we're going to go to a quick break here. We'll be back with more Bleak and Review after this ad with Cindy Aravina. After this. Are you tired of seeing your dog not have any testicles? Are you tired of seeing its sad little face knowing it has no balls but it must hump? Are you some kind of a sick fuck? So are we. Come on down to Scrody's Ball Hut and get your dog's nuts back where they belong. We aren't talking about those little marble replacement guys. We're talking certified jizz factories, regular boy ovaries, real working testicles. Let's hear from a satisfied customer. Before, my dog never jizzed. Now, my dog jizzes all the time. It's milky, too. Our dog nuts come in Scooby Snack Small, Marmaduke Medium, and Clifford the Big Red Hog sizes. Sparky's gonna be back to dry humping roadkill in no time. Oh, but wait! If you call now, you can get another set of testicles attached to your dog. Four balls? For the price of two balls? Oh, yeah. But why stop there? We can give it more dicks too and turn it into a crotch hydra. Your dog will go from dry humping the mailman's leg to wet humping the mailman's entire fucking skull. 
Call 1-800-MORE-BALL now to make an appointment with one of our several certified scrotemongerers and get your dog's balls back today, because your dog deserves his kibbles and his bits. Or we already did it. We just have to finish editing it. And then- oh, yeah. I saw you guys on the sign-up sheet. It was the Shoop Crew or Shoop, the Shoop Group. Shoop Troop, okay? Get the fucking rhyme right. Uh, well, we have to stop recording. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to fucking stress me out about the name of your house. <laughs> uh, yeah, me and- yeah, I've been, I've been there. It's the Shoop c- Group. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that also rhymes, so I really should stop bullying you. It's uh, Yeah, but, you know, I'm sure you – I mean – you're you're gonna have to bully somebody like you can't bully your roommates and like they're you know it's hard you're not going out and bullying people in the world so what else can you do uh, you, know? you think i don't bully my roommates constantly Are you <laughs> i i'm gonna <laughs> guess i'm gonna guess the hierarchy of who you bully the most to the or the least to the most uh i'm gonna say that the least you bully is jessica and wow. then Nadav and then Chris. <laughs> mm, no, the least I bully is Alex, an often forgotten roommate. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't bully her at all. Um, and then next, hmm. I don't know. I, I really feel like it's a three-way tie between Jess, Nadav, and Chris. They all, they all get their fair share of Cindy bullying. <laughs> but Chris Chris gets that extra, that extra, like intimate kind of bullying <laughs> yeah yeah of course well we bully each other so it's a symbiotic relationship yeah that that's what that's what it's called right not codependency <laughs> oh that too that, definitely no, I, that. I just love i love <laughs> i love the idea that like some nerd is trying to to class up their their mental health They're like oh, i actually have emotional symbiosis with a parasite in my life uh it's kind of like venom it's cool <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's like no yes. you're, you're codependent <laughs> Yeah, hardcore. Uh, speaking of codependency, we're, we're already doing it. We're rolling. I, I cold opened that shit. This is Bleak and Review. We have returned. I remain Kevin Anderson. Thank you to whatever you just heard for the ad on this episode, because I'm doing that later today. Uh, joining me on the line here, another part of the Shoop group. <laughs> we've got, we're going to get them all one by one, except the one that apparently I'd never met, because uh, I didn't even think of them when I was uh, doing my hierarchy. Uh, Cindy Aravina is here. Thank you. Hello. Hello. Hi. Bleak, bleaklings, please. Bleaklings. Okay. That's much and, better than And then there's is. there's bleaklings and there's alpha bleaklings, which are the people who give me twice as much money on Patreon for little to no more content. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I guess the rest of us are just a bunch of betas, huh? <laughs> kind of. That's kind of what I'm about. <laughs> I'm such a podcast beta. I rarely pay for anything on a podcast. I get it, though. I mean, I yeah. – and here's the thing is like the things I follow on Patreon, I mostly like – Except for like one thing, it's just like stuff that my friends are doing. It's like, oh, I'll support that, and like I barely check in to see what's going on very often, especially now. But I'm just like, yeah, they'll fifteen dollars a month to make you know not delete it from their thing, so they know I didn't like I canceled my subscription. That's fine. That's sweet. That's very sweet. Yeah, I feel like I'm not listening to podcasts at all right now, though. Are you? Are you? Because it's like hard to just sit and listen to a thing, right? In quarantine. Um, I'm big on doing podcasts while doing other things. And typically I'll listen to podcasts when I drive like many people, but since I'm not driving much, I listen to them pretty much when I'm stretching. I stretch like for about 45 minutes, like five times a week. Ooh, yeah. That's a good time to do it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good way to zone out and just, cause we have like a little echo in our garage. So I, I connect my phone to that and then play it off there and it just, Makes the whole room sound like. Oh, oh you mean you mean an Amazon Echo? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, well, the acoustics are really good in the garage, so I go in there. Yeah, I sing into a cup, and it reverberates the whole garage. I actually, uh, to that point, I've been doing random, uh, no destination in mind drives just to listen to podcasts occasionally, <laughs> like once a week. Like I'll just drive up to the the mountains and just like sit on a rock by the side of the road and just like listen to bullshit. <laughs> that's awesome though. That's like, that's your coping mechanism, right? Kind of. Yeah. It's one of them. I mean, you know, there's alcohol. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, everyone, anyone who has any sort of like not so great for them vice is just doing it like 
10 times as much as they normally would right yeah, now. Yeah, I, I actually, I was talking to Jessica about this, but I, I've been getting back into weed to kind of stave off that drinking Yeah, itch. you told <laughs> me that you're tre- cheap in Belize's now. I'm so oh, proud of oh, you. Fam, I am lighting <laughs> it. I am lighting it and I am smiting it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> How do you smoke now? What, what's your preferred method? Do you pipe it up, or you seem like you, you would have like a tiny bong, like a tiny no nonsense, just get me high right now bong? That was me in college for sure. Uh, mm. Right now, because I, but like when I lived with Vanessa, she had all these smoking apparatuses, so I would just smoke out of her shit. And then when I moved out, I didn't even have a pipe, or it got shattered or something, and so I ended up just uh, finding a hand-me-down. Everything I own is something that Adam Todd Brown doesn't want anymore. Uh, <laughs> is, what I, is what I'm realizing slowly. This microphone, this this mixer, this fucking whatever. But uh, so like, I just have a basic ass pipe that I found at his old place, and I was just like, he's he's got like 17 pipes. He probably doesn't need this. Um, but I do miss I do miss the filter system of of like having like a little bubbler or something because that makes the 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 smoking a lot cleaner. Yeah, definitely. As far as I know, I mean, I don't know. I I, I haven't done pot in a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you ever want to like have more filtration in your your junk, they, they China sells a lot of bombs for really cheap. Talk to Chris and Jessica; they'll guide you in the right direction. China, just yeah, China. Like, I mean, you know. Problematic topic, but <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I don't want to no, get Chris political. Is... <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, they make everything on the cheap, so and they That's make really true. good longs for very cheap. My don't, friend, don't... Lu- I mean, head... support your local head shops, obviously, but they're so overpriced. Canx.com, everybody. I don't know if they're not going to sponsor this, but uh, I-, I ordered weed from them, and there was no hidden fees. I just gave them a hundred dollars. They gave me a half ounce of different kinds of weed and a grinder. I was like, hey, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my, my friend Lucas, though, you reminded me, used to buy illegal laser pointers from Hong Kong. Uh, <laughs> oh, the and, ones that you could like take out traffic lights with. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or like street lights. <laughs> yeah, and he would he we would be like like when we would go to raves and shit and like our cheap ass hotel rooms, he would just like hit people's like like hit like fuck with people's bike mirrors or car mirrors and stuff i'm like this isn't good like from like 10 stories up it's very powerful so you know shout out to uh shout out to the political topic of china for that Uh, yes (laughs) i do like the idea that uh that china just mentioning china is problematic (laughs) well i don't know i don't know what your listeners believe i mean i have no problem with them they just uh you know there are a lot of people there a lot of new new shit coming out of china so (laughs) that's true people think some people really want to like come for china about this whole pandemic but i mean yeah the chinese virus the chinese virus they uh, say (laughs) Yeah, I uh, I think I think listeners to this show, if they're this far into the episode already, they're pretty much just down with most of what I, we talk about, regardless. <laughs> so that's true. That's very true. Um, but speaking of uh, uh, that was one of the things that I wanted to uh talk about is uh, there are we are at, we are at this this point, and I talked about this with Andy last week. Andy Sell, uh, we're at this point where we're really starting to see people. Uh, kind of lose their goddamn minds and on social media and stuff like like on both sides like no matter what it is it's like everyone's finally kind of cracking and it's just kind of seeping out have you uh noticed anything like that in your immediate uh sphere of friends or or social media followers or has it kind of been business as usual for you guys i mean i feel like the people that i follow and actually pay attention to on social media lost it long before the pandemic so no change there but (laughs) (laughs) in my personal life like I I really do feel like last week especially was the first week where I started to feel like man I'm uh I'm kind of I'm kind of starting to lose it mentally like (laughs) last week was really rough emotionally no totally like it's it's at the point where I don't know how I'm gonna feel every day like 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 today i feel pretty good but like yesterday i was like just so like angry and depressed and like it's just like so such volatile fluctuations is what i guess yeah the way i kept feeling last like early last week was just irritable just so irritable everything was setting me off and like then i finally had therapy about it and that made me feel a little bit better my therapist was like well do you maybe want to move it up to like two times a week and i was like shit is she suggesting this and maybe she's onto something (laughs) (laughs) it's either that or they're trying to lock you into their master class like it's a gym (laughs) like you do got to be with our top master trainer otherwise you're not going to fix your brain because what we got to do is we're going to get you on a program (laughs) we're going to get you (laughs) 
Uh, no, yeah. that's that's interesting. But that has been that's probably been because I actually have uh, finally got a therapist after two weeks of them putting me on hold to find a therapist for me for this online therapy thing that I signed up uh-huh. for. And I have my first appointment next week. And so I that has been helping, it sounds like. <laughs> Oh yeah, like I, I couldn't imagine going through this pandemic without therapy. Like yeah. I'm so grateful to have that as a resource and an outlet for because I, I think I would have cracked much sooner if I didn't have therapy every week. Totally, yeah, and that that irritability thing I totally get because I was feeling that from a few of my friends actually. Like I think specifically last week, like Rad was kind of doing that. Like he was just like, like any little thing would just be like, it's like fuck, man, like this is bullshit. Like you can't just like let brush anything off. It's just all everything feels the worst. Right. Any, any distraction from what's like, what's going on just on the day to day is like welcome, whether it's positive or negative. Totally. Uh, and, and you got, I mean, you're in a specific situation where you're quarantined with a lot of your close friends. And I'm curious about that. Cause you know, Ricky and I, we, we, we get along great, but we kind of keep to ourselves a lot of the time. I'm wondering, is like that kind of stuff happening? Like, do you feel any cabin fever with your roommates? Like, cause you all live in the same house where you're just like, oh, I just need to get, I don't want to bump into anybody right now. Like that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that was exactly what I was going through last week where it was just like, cause I, I'm, I'm very introverted. So going like having my alone time is very important to me. Absolutely. Because before all this started, there would be plenty of days where I'd just come home from work and no one else was home and I just haven't gotten that. So I haven't really gotten like an escape. Yeah. And it was so hot last week. I didn't want to go on a walk anywhere. So I just, I was feeling that cabin fever. And like, totally. I, I love the people I live with. I'm so like grateful for the situation that I'm in because I know there's a lot of people out there that are literally alone right yeah. now in this. And I couldn't imagine going through that. My heart goes out to you, whoever you are, anywhere dealing with that. Uh, just hold Mine strong. doesn't though. Mine doesn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm an asshole. Cindy, Cindy cares. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> no, like I realize it could be a lot worse for me. Yeah. So that kind of is just like, all right, I should be, I, let me count my blessings in that regard. Totally. However, I needed to admit to myself like, oh shit, I need to figure out ways to have more alone times. Absolutely. I, uh, I remember in college when I lived with six other roommates in a two story crumbling Victorian house, uh, you know, just dog shit, college boy living conditions. It was that same thing of like, we had one kitchen and one big living room and then everyone had their own rooms. But like every day, like I would literally like wait. Sometimes like you get so overwhelmed by like, like never having any personal space. You're like, all right, I'm going to wait until I don't hear anyone walking around the kitchen. And then I'm going to go outside to go do the thing I want to do. Like, I don't want to even pass anybody right now. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm it's, not trying to get caught up in any sort of small talk right now. I just absolutely to get to where I'm going. Yeah. Cause my, I don't know if you, I don't think you've seen my, uh, my new apartment, but it's, that's kind of the vibe here too. Cause it's a very small building with only six units and like one little, oh, that's court- nice. it's nice. Uh, but it's got like one little courtyard area by the dumpsters where like on the way to the garage. And so it's like, and it's right by my window too. So if anyone goes outside to like, you know, smoke a cigarette or smoke weed or whatever, they're like all right outside my window. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> so, okay. That's obnoxious. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it was like you were saying, like before pandemic, that's never even an issue because everyone had their own schedules and shit. But now that we're all, all six units are kind of just, kind of just coexisting here. We, we're not all very close. I mean, we, we know each other and stuff, but we're not like all homies, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's more just like nod and wave and carry on. Yeah. And I mean, the guys upstairs are, are like in their 20, they're like early twenties or like college kids. And they invited me up to watch UFC the other day. I was like, I'm not going to break <laughs> quarantine to watch UFC. <laughs> oh I can't God. believe it's, I can't believe it's happening. <laughs> yeah. God. Well, but it's like, it's the UFC that they're doing without the crowd. Right. So right, it's just kind of like extra brutal and more like, whoa, this is a, uh, people are like nearly killing each other for sport. Yeah, when you when you take the audience reactions and cheers out of UFC, it's just violence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just a, a and, bunch of men hurting each and other. We love it. <laughs> we love it. We love it so much. But isn't that a trip? Like do these kids normally live with each other or are they having like friends over? Um, I it's one of those situations where I'm not sure. Like there's three of them for sure that live up there. And then I think a couple of them have girlfriends, so like they're over sometimes because they probably were in this, you know, you know, they've already been it's like how people are like, Oh, I'm quarantining with my girlfriend or whatever, like in a different apartment. I think it's like that. But I also feel like they've invited people over. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's interesting to see like who doesn't give a shit about this. And... Oh, nobody in my neighborhood gives a shit. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. How is it? Because uh, actually, I this was something I wanted to bring up uh, in your neighborhood because I've been going to your Vierta to buy groceries. <laughs> oh, have you? Well, yeah. Because first of all, at like week three or four of this. After three or four trips to the Ralphs in North Hollywood where there was no toilet paper, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to just drive north for like 25 minutes and see if a store out there <laughs> has it. And I went to that Vierta on a whim and there was so much toilet paper there. So like, I should just shop here. And so I've been going out there, uh, but I haven't really got a vibe on how much people are taking it seriously out there. Do you feel like your neighborhood's kind of like who gives a fuck? Um, we, we live in a pretty, um, I guess... Aside from like, because we live on a main road, so the cars are still can still be loud. It's definitely been better since no one's really on the road now. Like especially in the mornings, right. it's not just like cars driving by between the hours of like six to nine. Um, nice. I try to avoid going to the grocery store as much as I can, like everybody. Oh yeah. And we've finally found the two grocery stores out here that are the least stressful to shop at. I don't want to put them on blast because I don't want anyone going there. I'll <laughs> yeah, these you, are I'll our text spots. You. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a uh, Patreon I, subscribers I, I, only <laughs> for sure. I, I can even tell you if you ever want to just come shopping out here. Cause it's really not that bad, but I'm not going to totally. let listeners know. I'll text you later. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the secret spots. Uh, but when I see people walking, um, most are wearing masks. Like I, my parents live out in Ventura County area and they're, they're kind of in the same boat as like what we've been hearing about Orange County where people are just not giving a fuck and yeah. flooding the beaches. It's a little bit of that attitude. They're a little bit more on the red side of their purple. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Totally. So I, I drove out there just to drop off some stuff for my mom. I'm also not visiting my parents much right now. And when I do, I'm only there for like 10 minutes and I try to like keep my distance. Yeah, um, that's that's an interesting thing too. I haven't, I mean, I obviously haven't visited my mom since all this, but Sacramento, she was telling me like is way behind LA in terms of like, oof. like, like, act, but like actually enforcing, like, I don't think it's still even required to wear a mask. It's suggested that you wear a mask indoors in Sacramento as yeah. of the, like last weekend when I talked to my mom. Uh, which is weird because it's the same state. <laughs> I mean, I get, I get that you know, uh, LA is more densely populated and higher risk of, but it's just like everyone should just do it real quick and then we can be done with this shit. <laughs> yeah, that's what people aren't getting. They're like, well, it's really not that bad out here. Look at LA. Look at New York. It's like, yeah, there's way more people. Like yeah. they started reopening stuff a little bit in Ventura County, and then right away, 21 new cases popped up. So it's just like, come on, yeah. seriously, like. Ugh, like because chris and i are supposed to get married later this year and we're going to postpone it obviously but oh right like, yeah you we, and we don't want it to go even longer come on yeah <laughs> you're like look we're we're excited to get married and stuff but not at the uh to the point where we want to kill all of our friends and family <laughs> yeah, we want at least some of our grandparents to be able to come like just make it <laughs> <Yeah>. easy <laughs> it's like hey, hey only the strongest grandparents will survive our nuptials <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. You're the third person I know that's going through that. Because, well, I mean, Nat Baymel is just doing it in a backyard because he, him, and his oh, wife—they're yeah. getting married like next week, I think, or like in a Whoa. couple of weeks. Yeah, Whoa. and they're just doing it. Uh, they're just doing like a really small thing with someone who's ordained, and they're all gonna be wearing masks, and they're just gonna do it. And, like, fuck it, let's just get it, knock it out. And then, I mean, good, uh, yeah, good for them. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. But I think the last time you were on Bleak and Review, we were talking a little bit about wedding planning and like where your brain's at with that is do you feel like you're like okay well all of the stuff that i we've been putting into this is now fucked or is it just like we just got to shift it to a different time because i still want to do all the stuff that i planned <laughs> oh definitely the latter because like yeah. we all we had booked so far was the date and the venue really and we made a website but and we did send out save the dates but i didn't have a dress i didn't we didn't have anything else like book no food no um no, whatever else goes into a wedding. I'm blanking on all the things because the I'm cigarette just, girls walking around. <laughs> cigarette girls. Us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're just like, I don't know. I, 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 I like dancing. I want to be able to dance at my wedding. I don't yeah. want it to be like, we have to stay six feet away. Like I'm no. Yeah. You want to make it like a weird fucking like high school dance where you got to leave room for Jesus or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not trying to do that. So I'm like, I, I, I can wait. What, what, honestly, what is the rush? It's not, we're, we're trying to have kids anytime soon. So it doesn't yeah. matter for me that way. 
And it's not like it's a, a thing of like, I mean, maybe it is to an extent, but it's not like a, I desperately need to be on his insurance right now or whatever, you know, <laughs> like whatever the yeah. insurance thing that comes <laughs> along with marriage. I don't understand it because I've never been married or th- looked into it, but <laughs> I'm it's assuming there's help. stuff. Yeah. It's supposed to be it, good, right? <laughs> yeah. It used to be good for the taxes I heard and now it doesn't matter. So it's right. just like. <laughs> yeah. That, it used to be good when the nuclear family was a thing. And now just yeah. like retirement, that doesn't mean anything anymore. <laughs> exactly. What would. A nuclear what? A nuclear what now? Uh, So yeah, you're pushing the wedding back, just kind of trying to survive. Uh, What is, um, this is something that I've asked every guest on the show so far since we've been doing these. Uh, What's the craziest shit you've seen uh, so far in, in uh, during the pandemic? Like in like, whether it's like something online or something in person, like someone wilding out of control. Have you like seen anything that's like, Oh, that's really surreal. (laughs) Oh, I mean, it is a big question. I know seeing seeing the protesters in the pictures were was really jarring because at first they make it seem like so many people came out to them. But then Chris managed to find other sources where it's like a different angle, like an overhead shot. And it was like 20, right. 30 people tops. And it's just like, wow, this this was really spun in a weird direction. Yeah, like the like the Trump inauguration. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much that. Those pictures are like what they may. The, I agree, though. They are very jarring. Like, even though it's like not as many people, like the amount of fucking hate in their faces, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, the and, anger and, about this. Yeah, because they're, you know, they got these signs and these messages like, just let me die. But yet they're still wearing masks while they're protesting. It's oh, like, yeah. They stand for nothing. No, <laughs> if you're wearing a mask, you literally stand for nothing at that protest. Yeah. Where it's like, that's fine if you want to die, but don't make other people die in the process of that. that yeah. Don't want that. <laughs> yeah, it's a thing. It's a, definitely a thing of like, it's not so much about like, we, we, we want to infringe upon your rights. It's like, we know that your rights, you, uh, uh, how am I going to phrase this without sounding like a fascist? Uh, <laughs> your, <laughs> your uh, right to not wear a mask is doesn't over uh doesn't trump other people's rights to not get sick <laughs> yes like yes. like you don't, they don't deserve to die because you fucking don't like burping into a mask or whatever it is <laughs> which by the way i don't know if you've done that but it is pretty disgusting it's rank it's you really feel like a disgusting piece of trash when you do that to yourself I've always been good about brushing my teeth, but I think I'm way better about it now that I like every time I leave, I don't have to smell my own fucking shit. You know, (laughs) I'm just like, oh, yeah, I should definitely brush my teeth before I leave the house every time just because uh, (laughs) I don't want to be walking around in a fucking fog bank of my own mouth stank. Yeah. (laughs) Which is the most Um, disgusting thing I think (laughs) I've ever said. (laughs) It's a beautiful thing. Hmm. 100%. 100%. But no, uh, um, so no, uh, no, like, no, you haven't been in any. Uh, I think the closest I've got is watching people like start to escalate at the store, like where they're like, but you said I could buy this many things of, of this and now you're limiting me. Like, and you could see them about to like have that moment where they break like in public. And I'm like, oh shit, oh shit, it's coming, it's coming. But it never, it always edges me. I never get to, <laughs> I never get to actually see somebody freak out. I mean, I feel like when I do go to the store, I'm just so I, – I, it's like a video game almost, like a very stressful video game where I'm yes. trying not to like bump into anyone or like stand anywhere too long or have like my backpack in the way. You're, you're totally just, like like focused on your exact trail that you need to make around the store to get everything you need and then you, you bounce out and like, like trying to hit like a top speed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Totally. Um, I don't know. I, I haven't really paid much attention to other people. And if people are acting <laughs> like fucking assholes, I'll stare for like a second and then move on because I just can't handle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hate uh, I hate that. I think I've, I've for some reason I have this weird thing that draws me to whenever someone's being and this is just something that's always been part of my life is whenever I see someone being like a shithead in public, like being rude to a server or like being, you know, like just being not adhering to social norms uh, as they were. I always like lock into them and like, just be like, Ooh, if this gets out of control, I'm going to be the guy who fucking yells at this person. Like I, I have to focus on it. I don't know why it's not. Yeah, you, you like to watch the, the accident happen and <laughs> yeah. watch the people clean it up. Yeah. Maybe it's like, it's maybe it's like some kind of justice porn of like, Oh, this person's being wrong and I know they're being wrong. And I'm, I'm going to like, make sure that I've got the right person's back in this. Like if someone's about to like scream at a fucking checkout clerk or whatever, 
I'm going to, I'm going to be, but then like who that never happens. And I just sit there like, like, yeah, dude, I, I did something today. <laughs> Even though I didn't. But I was I on the that, right side yeah. of history. <laughs> yeah. You, you see something where you're like, I agree with that side. Then you come away free from it feeling like, Oh, I've done something. Yeah. Yeah. I, I accomplished something. I did the mental exercise. <laughs> I do think that, um, on the whole, and this is like a positive nugget, and maybe you would agree. I don't know. You'd, you'd let me know. I think the society will reemerge from this a lot more uh, empathetic towards one another. I don't know. That's something I've been thinking about. What do you think? Uh, you know, I that's how I kind of felt at the beginning. I was just like, well, we can really make a change. And it's just like, just seeing the point that people are reaching. Because the way I look at all of this is like, we, we are all going through the five stages of grief. and right. It, like it sounds like really like up my own ass to say that, but like we're all grieving like the I guess the loss of like our regular lives right now, and different people are at different stages. They have different coping mechanisms, so everyone's coping mechanisms are kind of like getting in the way of each other. A hundred percent, I totally agree with you on that. Yeah, I I mean, some people maybe they will. I, I feel like if you're like that in your regular life then yes, you probably will have more empathy. But if that's not your jam, I don't know that this is going to be the learning experience that, that tips you over the edge. Right, yeah. It's kind of just exacerbating pre-existing uh, behavior. Yeah, like if you suck before the pandemic, you're going to probably continue to suck after the pandemic. You're not going to have a revelation while you're with your thoughts all the time. Yeah, because like you you and me, we're, we're sweet guys, you know. We're, yeah. We probably have that. We're better than everyone else. So we're of course so, we're And that's what better. I wanted to talk about. That's what I wanted to talk about is how me and Cindy are just better than most of you that's what we wanted to talk about today yes (laughs) Uh, i do love i love what you brought up though about the going through the dabda uh what is it is that's what it is right the it's denial anger bargaining uh wait uh uh, the disease (laughs) 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 what is it is dabda right it's denial i I don't know yeah well yeah definitely denial anger bargaining um i know acceptance is one of them dabda What's that last D? What's the, what's the second D? The, D? the second D is... D's nuts! <laughs> no, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Kills myself. De- defeat? I don't know. Defeat? Depression, depression, depression. Depression, yes. How, how did how we did not we... name that one first? <laughs> Are we that depressed that we can't even see past our own depression? Is that what's I think it's, it's the second D. It's either depression or my daily life. I don't know which one it is. <laughs> so many D's in my life. Oh, so many. You know, if you're upset because a couple of Double D's or something, you know? Uh, I have dubs on my car. <laughs> I like to go to Dunkin' Donuts uh, <laughs> for delivery. <laughs> DiGiorno. Uh, but my neighbors, not my neighbors in my building, but my neighbors across the way. I think I tweeted about this, but I'll rehash it. Who gives a shit? Uh, they, they're, they're like super they're like uh they like have a duplex and they have like a big there's like a bunch of families that live there and they're always having loud like backdoor like backyard parties and stuff inviting people from the neighborhood over whatever they're not they're they're quarantining their way which isn't quarantining doesn't matter but i was like sitting there the other day listening to them blast adele and i was (laughs) like (laughs) were they listening to hello (laughs) i think i think fire fire to the rain was the first one i remember Uh, that and then i think hello maybe maybe was the next i mean there's only like four adele songs right yeah yeah and i but i just remember thinking like oh i processed that part of this journey along like weeks ago like i had i went through the heartbreak stage of this already like you got to catch up like i had that thought it's exactly what you're talking about is like it, it it just depends on when it settles in that like life is kind of different right now. That's when the journey starts and people have started that at all different uh, times based on, you know, resistance or whatever it is, you know, mental resistance or I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, I think that's like kind of my ex- the extent of like my empathy for other people with this is like, okay, what, what stage of, of the grieving period are they in? Can I accept that for them and then right. move past it? Totally. Yeah. I, I wonder I wonder about that. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm trying to f- – I think – I don't know. I think I've been jumping around because I'm definitely like in acceptance for sure because I'm like this is what's happening. I've never denied it. But I definitely uh, uh, have been that second D, a lot of that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a, lot of, I, a lot of depression. Uh, yeah. And you kind of go back and forth but like in between the stages. Like I, when this first – like. Right before they called the stay-at-home order, I was in hardcore denial. I was like, you know, I was that person like, why are we doing this? This just right. seems excessive. Like, we need to do this for Ebola or SARS or the swine flu. 
right. but not realizing like I had never been really taught the true definition of a pandemic. A lot of things that were really just epidemics were told were we were told that they were pandemics and that was just not the case because this is like a true real textbook pandemic. Right. And like the last one that happened, uh, we were probably since we're about the same age. I'm assuming we were like what, like fourteen or thirteen or something when it happened, right? Like I can't remember what year it was, the 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 uh, avian flu or whatever. I but, mean, even that never reached like worldwide pandemic level. No, that totally. Was yeah. It's also like, a thing, but it's like you don't take it seriously also when you're a kid because like – Exactly. Yeah. You're, you're like, what do I have to worry about really? I, I think uh, on the last regular episode of Bleak and Review before the studio was quarantined, Derek Lemos said uh, – uh, I was talking about that idea of like I've never actually experienced something like this. And he goes, yeah, it's because you've never uh, been without health care during one. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, that's why it's a lot more real to me because <laughs> I don't have health care right now. Yeah, that's fucking scary. Yeah, I literally lost health care from uh, my my former employer like two weeks before <laughs> the pandemic. Oh, wow. So, you know, a lot of masks. Um, but yeah, I think I think another thing about the jumping around in the stages of grief is like, if it was like a bomb got dropped or like a 9-11-y kind of thing happened, that's like one event that you process in a linear fashion like DABDA, whereas yeah. this is just a constant thing that doesn't have an endpoint for the foreseeable future. And so you can't really like process it the same way. Yeah. And just all the information that you do consume about it, it's all, it can be so conflicting from one, even one hour to the next. Like totally. I think on Monday I had a real, like, I felt like I was being like mind fucked and gaslit by everything I was hearing because some people were like, I think it's going to start opening back up. And then later that night, it's like three more months. And it's like, I, I don't, I can't, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. It's so, and then like, and then, you know, you see everyone's takes on the misinformation, like there's bad information and then there's people's opinions about the bad information. And it's just a bunch of people running around with their thumbs up their asses. Like <laughs> it's just, it's so oh, stressful. Yeah. <laughs> you, I have to shut I have to shut it off at a certain point because like, if I just try to stay up to date on everything, not, I mean, not even just pandemic stuff, but just like what's going on with the election and like other, like everything that's making this the most nightmare year of my life. Uh, I just, yeah. I, I can't, I, I wouldn't be able to process anything else. <laughs> I was watching this, um, this, uh, I guess documentary on Netflix called have a good trip. And it oh yeah. Featured, is that good? Uh, it is really good. I liked it a lot. Okay, cool. It, but it, it heavily featured um, a bunch of people that died in 2016, like um, Carrie Fisher, Anthony Bourdain. And I, and that got me thinking about, remember like when it was the, almost the end of 2016 and people were like, fuck this year. I hate it. Oh my God. When will it be over? And it's like, well, stay tuned. Um, yeah. <laughs> we lost a couple celebrities <laughs> and, and, then yeah, Trump, and Trump became like, president, which, you know, that's fair. That's a fair, fair point to those oh, yeah. people. But <laughs> But David bad, Bowie, bad I will say bad year. Yeah, bad no, year. The, the fact that people were like, like, like the next year was going to change anything, and then the next year they did the same thing. I felt like 2019 was not as bad. Like, I yeah, I, I blocked like, out a lot of 2019. <laughs> For me, oh, well, 2019. Yeah, you, you, yeah. <laughs> we don't have to go into too much detail, but I was in a, I was in a. Uh, a drunken post breakup. Oh shit. Where am I going to be living? I'm going to fuck my way through half of North Hollywood, uh, fugue state. Uh, so I don't really remember much of 2019. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> not, not, not much to remember, you know? Yeah. And then 2020, boy, I remember every second of this fucking year. Jeez, <laughs> and it's only May. It's only May. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Good Lord. Um, well, I'll, I should try to leave on a positive note, right? Uh, <laughs> What's uh what's the best thing or the happiest thing? What's the thing that's made you the most happy uh, in quarantine so far? Because I always try to leave with some kind of positive note for listeners who are maybe quarantined in situations where they don't feel great all the time. And uh, you know, what's what's a way that uh, Cindy Aravina type makes herself very happy in quarantine? Um, in the beginning, I was doing a lot of coloring, and that was kind of helping me. But then I just I lost a little bit of motivation for that. Yeah. But any any time that I've been able to be creative and it's come from a place of me wanting to do it, like not feeling a sense of obligation, those have been the most fun times. Like we we filmed a sketch as a house that hopefully we'll be putting out at some point during. Oh, nice. This, uh, yeah, and like we had, it was we did such a great job working together. There was of course stressful times doing it, but I came away from that feeling really accomplished. 
and then we're we like you're also doing filming something for our friend Tyler Jackson that'll be coming out uh, right at some point soon. That was a lot of fun. So doing doing anything to make me feel like creative and original and funny has been, I think, the thing that's taken me out of a lot of the the depression and totally. And it's it's like that thing of like. Even like you said, this could be stressful to shoot the thing that you were doing and stuff. It's like, oh, at least I I was focused on something other than like how uh, the world's ending. Like I was I, I was occupying my brain with something that was completely separate from the reality that I'm living in. And then like at the end of it, you feel accomplished. You feel like you can. It's like coming back. Oh, my ride's here. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I've been, away, to, boys. I've been waiting to use that joke for fucking 15 quarantine quickies now. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I totally agree with you on that though. I think uh, you need, you need to have something that, uh, that takes your brain away from the reality for a second. And then when you, when you come back and settle in, it's just like you come home from work, you know, it's like, Oh, I'm back. Yeah. Life's still a nightmare, but I, I did stuff. I, I, I was productive today and now I can relax and settle into, you know, my, my, my vegetative state or whatever it is. Oh yeah. Tons of vegetative states. So many veggie tales. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, and then, uh, oh, fuck. What was the other thing? I had a thing and then the, the, I went, I got really excited about the siren and I forgot what it was. <laughs> Um, I guess just, uh, where, where, uh, can people find these sketches and stuff? Are you guys going to put them out on uh, social media once you're uh, done editing them and stuff? Oh yeah. I'm sure we'll all share them to our Instagrams. Um, if I, if we put them on YouTube, I'll tell you the, I'll probably have a link to it from shit, but you know, I'll probably, here's what I'll do. I'll put it on my website, cindyoravina.com. That's to a professional it. right there, motherfucker. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> and you're at all Cindy Aravina Jr. on all the things also, right? Yes, that's Hell correct. Yeah. Cindy Aravina Jr. Um, yeah, I don't, I mean, I, most these days I'm tweeting very seldomly and never on Facebook. And my Instagram is mainly in the story. So follow me if you want that shit. Oh, you about you at that story life? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a main feet kind of gal these days. <laughs> I love that. That is a that is a distinction. Like, because I'm. It is. <laughs> I, it's so weird to me because there's some people who pretty much are just doing stories, and then people who don't like me because I I don't even I can't put enough. I don't have enough mental capacity to like figure out how to monetize, not monetize, but like make, and this is how I want to end the segment is me talking about Instagram <laughs> stories, but uh, it's just, it's such a specific, it's like, oh yeah, those people, they're, they're more on the story side of Instagram main feeders. I mean, you know, where else am I going to put pictures of my Guinea pigs, you know? <laughs> and that's where they belong. They're, they are main right. feed kind of, kind of pets. Yeah. I want anyone who's stalking me to scroll through my Instagram and mostly see Guinea pigs. So they know that I'm, already dead inside and they don't need to stalk me. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's what main feed is for. It's just for pets. I get so happy when I see a bunch of cats and guinea pigs yeah. oh, and I follow this, uh, this toad, these two toads <laughs> on uh, Instagram called, <laughs> you'll love this, Kevin. It's called your boy, Toby toad. Follow oh my him. God. He's, so cute. He's on TikTok too. If you're into TikTok, I, I don't really follow TikTok. I just, TikTok toad. my TikTok is curated. Yes. He's so freaking cute. They're the chillest toads ever. <laughs> Just follow him. <laughs> Wait, okay, you're gonna have to text me a link to this Instagram for this. Toad. I will. I will. I'm super into toads, and um, maybe I'll maybe I'll throw it up as peripheral content on the Bleak and Review Twitter. Who knows? I keep saying that, like, oh, I'll put that link on the Twitter, and then I just don't do it. So maybe this is another lie. Who knows? But um, Cindy, thank you so much for uh, joining me on the line here. It was nice chatting with you. It was nice chatting with you too. This is very cathartic for me. I hope it was the same for you. Oh, honey, we so cathartic over here. We so cathartic. <laughs> <laughs> we stay cathartic. I'm I'm symbiotic with my catharsis right now. <laughs> <laughs> if you stay cathartic, you never have to get cathartic. <laughs> oh, red boy base, smashing the base, tom to toe, tick tock. <laughs> All right, on that vaguely problematic bit, I'm going to stop recording. We'll see you next uh, Tuesday on the Patreon, everybody. Bye. Bye. For more Bleak and Review content, go over to patreon.com slash bleak and review and sign up for stuff. Bye.